A few weeks ago, I was in Los Angeles on a family reconnection tour, seeing relatives that I hadn't seen during the pandemic. And I was speaking with my niece, Megan, and her husband, my nephew, Randy, and they told me this story, this crazy story, this wildly improbable story about a dog. And their dog's story just has Jewish angles and human angles and getting out of the pandemic angles. So I just have to tell you their dog's story. So Randy and Megan and Jaden and Mara, their children, are a huge dog family. As you know, the world is divided into dog people and not dog people. And they are on the extreme end of dog people. They had uh, a dog, a miniature schnauzer, that they called Kelsey for 15 years. And Kelsey was a beloved part of their family. They all had a deep connection to Kelsey. And 15 years, you know, if you're a dog person, this is a long time, a long life for a dog. And when Kelsey passed away, they really missed her. And they really mourned her. And it was a very big deal. And then in the fullness of time, after mourning Kelsey, they thought it would be good to get a new dog. But just then, the pandemic set in. And you may know, if you've been following such things, that during the pandemic, getting a pet was intensely popular. And it, and it was very hard. There were supply and demand problems, especially to get a cute little puppy. Just couldn't get a pet, especially couldn't get a puppy. And so the family decided, okay, well, it's out of our hands. We can't get a dog after Kelsey was laid to her rest. And then one night, an ordinary night in their home, Randy and their son Jaden are at Little League. Megan is preparing dinner. She's making chicken. She turns on the convection oven to 375. She takes out the shake and bake, shake and bake, getting ready with the chicken, getting ready with the chicken, getting ready. Ring, ding, ding, ding. The phone. It's her mother-in-law, Helene. Helene lives about 20 minutes. Megan, Megan, if you and Randy and the kids want a dog, come to my house now. If you come to my house now, you will see the cutest cavapoo ever. And you can take this cavapoo home. Megan turns off the convectioner oven, puts the chicken back in the refrigerator, gets her daughter Mara, calls her husband a hundred times, come to your mother's, come to your mother's, come to your mother's, come to your mother's. But he's at Little League. And they race over to her mother-in-law, Helene, and there they see the cutest cavapoo puppy in the world. And they can take it home. How did it come to be that in the middle of a pandemic, when no one can get a puppy, they could take this puppy home. 
So Helene introduces them to her neighbor, and the neighbor tells them the following story. She and her husband are in their 70s, and when the pandemic started, they just realized they needed a pet to really take care of, to occupy their energy during the pandemic. And getting a pet is beyond them, but they have a daughter who's actually a student at Harvard Law School who's really good, tech-savvy. They don't do the internet, but their daughter's tech-savvy. She finds a dog breeder who does cavapoos. She flies to the dog breeder. She gets the little cutie pie dog. She puts it in one of those little metal cages and under the seat in the plane. She comes back to California, comes to Los Angeles, rings on her parents' door, mom and dad, here's your cavapoo. Just what they wanted. There was only one problem. Just that week, the father, the husband in his 70s, had emergency Tommy John surgery. Tommy John surgery is very, very painful. And the recovery of Tommy John surgery is very, very painful. And so now, there were two things that took an inordinate amount of work, patience, and time. Raising a puppy, especially in the early weeks, you can't teach old dogs new tricks, so you gotta teach new dogs new tricks. So raising this puppy, work, time, patience, and recovering from Tommy John, work, time, patience. And he said to his wife, honey, we can't do this puppy now. And the, the neighbor, the, the wife, knew that Helene's kids are dog family, and so she made the match. So why do I tell you this dog story on Shabbos morning? Because when my niece takes one look at this dog, she falls in love, and she exclaims, it's beshert, it's beshert. So beshert is a Yiddish term, and it's an ancient Jewish category. Beshert means it's, it's in the stars. It's just meant to be. It's just destined to be. It's our destiny that we take this dog home. And the way Megan gets there is she reasons that there's all these facts that just had to fall into place, her neighbor had to want a dog. She had to get the dog. Her husband had Tommy John surgery just then. It made raising the dog not feasible. She knew the mother, who knew her children, were dog people, and now they have the dog. It's Beshert. Just as she exclaims it's Beshert, Randy, your husband, comes in from Little League. What's going on? What's this all about? You can take home this cute little cavapoo. And he says, it's too soon. It's too soon. We don't need to take home this cavapoo. So here's my question. How do we look at the events of our life? Do we process issues and decisions kind of totally rationally, or do we see connections? Do we connect dots? Do we discern messages? Are you the kind of person who sometimes thinks that God is sending you a message, winking and nodding behind a cloud? That's an eternal question. It's a particularly a question now coming out of the pandemic, because this is a season 
where people are really reflecting on their lives. And they're asking whether settled patterns and old decisions are the right ones. So, for example, you know, I'm doing my job. I don't really love my job. It's okay. It's a slog. I'm living in my city. Ugh, I don't love the city. It's a slog. And I'm wondering if maybe I should shake it up and go somewhere else and do something else. And just as I'm thinking about it, a recruiter calls me. Just as I'm thinking about it, I get an email that there's this really cool job in Austin, Texas. And the job is for a digital startup, and it's to do e-commerce. And I always wanted to do e-commerce for a digital startup, and it's in Austin, Texas. How could I get that outreach just now? Is that random, or is that a sign that maybe I should go to Austin? Or you've all read that as we're coming out of the pandemic, there's been an uptick in marriages that split up. Well, my marriage is okay. Married five years, I'm married 10 years. It's okay, it's not terrible. But okay is not okay. You know, you only go around once. And if we learned anything in this pandemic, it's you don't know how much time you have. And so my marriage, uh, what do I do? And just as I'm thinking about it, a friend calls me and tells me that they went to a couples therapist. And the couples therapist was really helpful in helping them sort out their marriage and make it stronger. The fact that I got that call just now when I'm thinking about my own marriage, is that random or is that a sign. So how do we know when something is random or it's a sign, it's beshert, it's God nodding and winking behind the cloud? So the truth is, we don't know. We have no idea. And whether that Kavapu was available because of that neighbor's Tommy John surgery just then, whether the call came from the Austin high-tech company just then, whether the call came about marital counseling just then, um, you could see it either way. But here's the truth of the matter. It doesn't matter how you read the tea leaves. What matters is what you do after you read the tea leaves. What matters is not why you make the decision that you make, but that you make the decision that you make for whatever reason, the right decision. My father-in-law, Rabbi Arnold Goodman, always says, this is his top quotable quote, decisions are not right or wrong. Decisions are made right or wrong. Doesn't matter as much why, but what you do about the why. Which brings us back to this little cavapoo. So Megan, felt that this dog was their destiny, which meant they took it home. Randy felt that happy wife, happy life was his destiny, so they took it home. She's convinced it was Beshert. He's convinced it was too soon, but his wife wanted the dog. And it doesn't matter because even though they have different reasons, what happened once they brought the dog home? 
They feed this dog, they pet this dog, they love this dog, they bathe this dog, they take this dog to the vet, they take this dog for walks, they love this dog. Decisions are not right or wrong, they're made right or wrong. And that's true for our pets and it's true for people too. I was meeting recently with a couple that had the most fabulous story. They first met in kindergarten when they were five years old. So they were childhood friends, not childhood sweethearts. They were friends in elementary school. They were friends in middle school. They were friends in high school. They were friends in college, and they were friends in their 20s. They didn't date. In fact, they each dated other people. In fact, they each got engaged to other people. But both engagements broke off. His engagement broke off, her engagement broke off, and they were talking to each other and comforting each other. And then it dawned on them, wait a minute. We've known each other all our lives. Our friendship threads through every chapter of our life. What is that for? Is it beshert? And they started dating for the first time, and the more time they spent together, the more they loved spending time together. One fine day, he takes her for a walk to Mason Rice, where they met when they were five years old. And they're seated on the steps of Mason Rice. And he gets up, and he takes out a box, and he kneels down, and he says, will you marry me? And she says, yes. They were on the crossroads at those steps of Mason Rice. And the truth is, we're all at different crossroads always, but especially now as we get back to life, we all have decisions to make. And as we make those decisions, there are going to be facts and factors that we could look at purely rationally, and that's great if you're a rational kind of person or you could see them interconnected and dots are connected and messages are discerned and God is nodding and winking behind a cloud, if that's how you roll, that's great. Doesn't matter. What matters is that whatever decision you make, and for whatever reason, you make that decision right. And that is incontrovertibly in our hands. Shabbat Shalom.